Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast with me, Ishreen Bradley, Chief Inspiration Officer at Belonging Pioneers. And me, Kami Nuttall, founder of Culture Lab Consultancy. Privilege is a conundrum that dilutes the culture of fairness at work. And as a leader, you recognize that your organization has more to do. You want to create success through connection and belonging, and you're unsure about how to make it happen. Now, the Privilege Eruption podcast is where you have the opportunity to evolve breakthrough thinking about the impact of power, privilege and purpose and how that shows up at work. And in these podcasts, you will gain the courage and confidence to realize a culture of inclusion for all. Has the ticking time bomb finally exploded in a very public way for organisations in the UK? In these first three episodes of Series 6, Roger and I start to explore the impact of the ticking time bomb that has finally exploded for the post office and Fujitsu 24 years after it first installed Horizon in the UK's sub-post offices. For over a year now, Cami, Roger and I have been predicting an explosion of this scale in the public and private sector, beyond the time bombs that we've seen in politics and the media that we discussed last year. But why has it taken so long? Why have innocent sub-postmasters had to go through the emotional, reputational and financial trauma that the way Fujitsu and the post office behaved has caused them to suffer. In this trilogy, Roger and I share our personal experiences as we watch the ticking time bomb explode on TV and identify three intersecting elements of relative privilege that the post office and Fujitsu had that enabled them to drag it out thus far. Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast a podcast by Belonging Pioneers and Culture Lab Consultancy about the questions and ideas around the hidden barriers to achieving our DEI goals. This is where we erupt the constraining impact of privilege and explore new possibilities in the context of shared power and purpose. This is where we explore and test out our ideas with amazing guests who have done or are doing the work. So if you enjoy what you hear on this podcast, if you have some new insights, please do share those with us. We'd love to um, build a portfolio of your views and use that to improve what we provide for you on this podcast. We've had some great feedback so far, and um, we look forward to your thoughts in exploring this very serious issue. Enjoy the podcast. Now. You would think that there was enough nows and enough um, support for the postmasters to see this through to a successful conclusion for them. But I think it's the third relative privilege that we identified that got in the way, which is the relative privilege of wealth. So here we go into the perfect storm. Yeah. Because even when it became apparent as to who was wrong, even when it became absolutely clear where the problems lay. Yeah. The wealth of the post office, in other words, and by the way, that wealth, by the way, is our wealth because it it's our money. money. It's our, our money, money they were using to wow. defend themselves. Yeah. Said, you know, you're never going to win. Mm-hmm. 
you're only the best thing you'll ever do is get to a point where you can settle. Yeah. And that that I think ironically, that was the point where they 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 basically condemn themselves mm-hmm. because people aren't willing. There are there are a lot of people who are not willing to sacrifice their integrity for some cash. Yes. And this this is a really important factor, is that is that no matter what the financial incentive might or might not have been, yeah. there were people with sufficient integrity in as postmasters yes. who simply could not just take the money and walk away. No. I mean, these are people of the community. They're people with relationships. They're people who are trusted in in society. And their names have been dragged through the mud. Yeah. It's not about the money. It's no. it's about their standing in the community and, and their belief in themselves more so. They're, you know, the people with integrity. So it's about... I can I can completely understand. It's about how they relate to themselves, given that people are saying all this stuff about them, right? So I'm not going to take the money unless I win the judgment. Yep. Yep. The judgment comes first. Yeah. The compensation yeah. comes comes second. Yeah. And the offers that people are getting. And now I think what we're seeing now is a bit of a redress and a bit of a rebalance. But but that final wealth privilege, yeah. I think, is the bit that pushed people over the edge. I think that was the undoing of the yeah, whole situation. I think so. And, and I think that that final bit was the bit that people just could not stomach. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, it it mm. kind of it made sure that this 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 whole scenario just carried on and on yeah. and on and on yeah. until we've come to this point where, do you know, are we getting resolution because the system is still apparently I don't showing know. apparent? Right? I don't know. But I'm still not ready to go there, Roger, because I, you know, I'm not a violent person. I'm a pacifist. But I was watching this show and there were those lawyers who approached Mr. Bates and said, look, it was essentially a no-win, no-fee deal. And we can win this case for you. And the postmasters and postmistresses thought they would get a fair compensation out of that. Now, I knew from that start, or at least I suspected from that first conversation that, you know, these lawyer guys, they're, you know, posh types, they're going to take all the money and the post off the postmasters and postmistresses will be left with peanuts and then everybody gets excited they go to court they win the case and then there's no money there's like really ridiculously small amounts of money and who's got all the money are the lawyers because the and it wasn't and and I have we have to be fair i think that's the 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 lawyers on both, both sides, sides the prosecution yeah. lawyers yeah. So the court costs and everything else. Yeah. Because this is a kangaroo court that we're talking yeah, about here. Exactly. Set up by and run by the post office. Exactly. So the court costs were distributed. Yeah. So the people defending the post office took their whack as well. Yeah. So there was yeah. very little money left. So here's the thing. Our money went to pay the 
post office's lawyers. Yep. As, who, as, who were wrong. Who were wrong and who knew they were wrong, but still yeah. took the money. And these two or three guys who said they'd support the sub posters, sub postmasters, and sub postmistresses. And it's like, it's an abuse of power and wealth and information. It is, it is a com- combination. All at the same time. All, all happening at the same time. And I think we have to, because the facts are still emerging, I think we have to say the word allegedly. <laughs> yes, allegedly, everybody. Everything we've said so far is allegedly, okay? Allegedly, based on everything that we can see. Yeah. Based on me sitting there and watching... Uh, the, the the post office give their information live on TV, and one say one hoping that are they telling the truth or not? Well, they haven't up to now. Why would they just be you know? Why would they be telling the truth now? But uh, a lot the insights that we're sharing here yeah. are very much. Um, based on the best of the facts that we have available to us right now. Right? But, but you know what? That chief executive of Fujitsu did own up. Yeah. He said that there was all this going on, and still they had the nerve to offer some ridiculously small amount of compensation. Yeah. Um, and these people have been without income for, what, 20 years or, you know, scraping by, paying back loans, losing their houses for 20 years. And the government hasn't stopped, as far as I know, the government hasn't stopped accepting tenders for work from Fujitsu, as far as I know. Um, the Royal Mail is still carrying on. Um God knows what the poor queen would be thinking about all of this. I think the phrase rebrand um, <laughs> comes to mind. Uh, they're gonna need they're gonna need they're gonna need to um they're gonna need to disappear and come back being called something else. Um you, you know, one of the one of the distressing truths is that Fujitsu UK used to be ICL. Yeah. Basically Britain's number one offering into the world of computing. It's ICL used to basically compete with IBM in the very early days of of business computing and tech and tech. And it's so sad to think that that that's where that name ended up. ICL ended up being Fujitsu and Fujitsu ended up Doing such a shoddy job. It's horrible. Uh, you know they gave me. Yeah, you know they gave me a grant at university. They sponsored me at university to do my electronics engineering ICL. They were a really, really good company. There was, and, and I worked with ICL Systems back in BT, yeah. and I can I could say hand on heart that the tech and the yeah. infrastructure and everything that they yeah. they provided was yeah. second second to none. It was yeah. really good quality. It had its yeah, it's upsides and it's downsides, just yeah. like IBM did. But it, yeah. but it was a great company at one time. Yeah. But when you know when 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 a company gets taken over for the assets, that's it. The audience and the its brand and its name yeah. and stuff like that. That's you know, it. that's I guess when when money becomes the only factor. 
driving your effort. Yeah. That's that's where things start to fall yeah. apart. Well, I you think, know, yeah, I think this was really dangerous, Roger, because it was money, but it was also recognition. That woman, Paula Venus, who headed up the post office, she was all about recognition. She was all about being known as a good girl, right? Whether yeah. it was getting her acknowledgement from the the honours system or whether it was becoming, a, I don't know, bishop or some high priestess. Um or being the CEO. And what a shame, right? Like one of the few early CEOs of a large organization who was a female. Yeah, I know. I know. The thing is, ego goes beyond all of the factors of equality, right? Yeah. Ego is the thing. Ego is the thing that puts, you know, can can poison people into, yeah. into behaviors that are just just totally inappropriate. Yeah. And let's and, and one person's ego, you know, if that person is powerful enough, if that person yeah. has enough in the way of leadership, yeah. that one person's ego can can poison right. every other activity around them. That's right. And um, and this is this is almost like a this is almost a, the signature of privilege, of relative privilege problems. Yeah. Is that at the, at the heart of a re- relative privilege problem is nearly always yeah. ego. Yeah. And that doesn't mean male ego, although yeah. quite often it is. Uh-huh. But it can be female ego. It it certainly doesn't. It crosses the boundaries of all aspects of ethnicity, yeah. gender, you name it, class, yeah. etc. Yeah. Ego can still draw people into, into problems. And I guess what we should be saying to the... To the audience is, is 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 this 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 doesn't have to happen no. privilege privilege poor outcomes from relative privilege privilege eruptions privilege time bombs going yeah. off yeah. that destroy the relative the branding the 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 value the the, the, the appreciation of an organization yeah. that works really, really hard to make things happen. Yes. Because the, the crazy thing is the brand reputation of the post office has been ruined. Yeah. And the postmasters were the people that were the, were the brand. They, they were, were the, the brand. people that made it happen. That's right. That's right. But what, we, what we've got to say to organizations today is that is that you can't suppress ego simply by implementing uh, a... a, a, a a DIB policy. No, it's not about policy. And on paper, yeah. that you've got to go further than that yeah. into the mindset and to the That's proper right. engagement inside the That's organization. Right. That's right. You've got to get to the hearts and minds of everybody. And everybody. And, and, and it's about authenticity and integrity. It, authentic, integrity is a word that sums up you know, the antidote to privilege is integrity. Yeah. And do you know what, Roger? This is just the first case. I'm convinced of it. We're already hearing about how on a sort of a, maybe a smaller scale, but a higher volume about how a similar um, scenario is being applied to people who go to court on um, driving offences. Yeah. Right. So they're being shut down by... Um, fear of having a criminal record by fear of um, you know, having to pay a lot of money if they keep going with their cases um, into accepting 
um, in fact, they get a criminal record, don't they, into accepting yeah. that they are wrong. Um, so that's a small example that's already leaking out. You know, I want to make this issue heard and give our listeners and everybody really to have the power and the courage to speak up. Um, In fact, I've invited Jo Hamilton, that um, lovely postmistress who also had a bakery, um, to come and speak at our event, the Balancing the Scales 2024 event, where we're really showcasing and taking the post office case study um, and looking at how did these things happen and what would you do differently. And really, Roger, um, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, but we're going to be sharing a whole new model for what DEIB 3.0 needs to look like, right? Correct. Yes. The antidote, the antidote, the way in which we can actually eradicate the fear that something like this can happen yeah. to you and your business. Yeah. This is something that's really of vital importance for, for shareholders of public limited companies yes. to yes. know that the, the, the people that they're investing in have taken action to prevent yes. this kind of disaster. That's it's right. also important for employees to to be feel part of yes. an environment where these risks aren't happening on a day-to-day basis. Yes. And then finally, as customers and consumers, we, we want to deal with organizations with integrity today. We don't want to deal with organizations that are, that are having bad practices in terms of their supply chain or treating the way they treat their people, their yeah. employees, yeah. Um, and, and eventually us as That's customers. Right. We want to know that we're not being ripped off, that yeah. people are not using privileges like power, like information privilege, like wealth privilege yeah. to, to suppress um, our engagement and, and and preventing us from getting the best potential relationship and value out of working with these businesses. So yeah, exactly. we're, we're going to be talking about how to turn this whole whole yes. over its head instead of not just getting the protection, yes, but also saying what's the value perspective, what's the benefit angle on all of this, exactly. and that's going to be a real. Uh, Focal point of our, of the, uh, the the upcoming conference. So I'm really yes. really looking forward to sharing some yes. of those insights. Exactly, me too. So listeners, I hope you've got some value from listening to this. I hope you're going to go back into your organisations and really start holding your leaders to account because integrity and authenticity. And social purpose is becoming so essential in today's workplace and combined with the financial benefits that we know are available through uh, an effective diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging program, or even as a lot of our clients are doing right now is making DEIB and inclusion a part of everything they're doing. So most of our work now is not a DEIB program, it's a leadership development program that has a strong impact um, around diversity and inclusion because it's it has to become the way we do things around here. It can't be just a standalone separate thing anymore. So okay. anyway, take that totally. away, take that away, look at relative privilege, um, share with us any examples you've seen, whether that's obviously in confidence if it's in your organization 
or where you've seen outside of your organization that you just want to expose, share those with us. And we will start um, narrating those stories because we think it's important to really erupt this relative privilege that's preventing our organizations from operating effectively. Thank you, Roger. That was so insightful. And um, no doubt we'll see you again soon on one of our podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining us. Our intention is to bring you new insights about the impact of power, privilege and purpose at work for you and for your organization. You can check out our episode description for social media accounts and how to get in touch with us. And don't forget to send in your questions. We look forward to sharing more about power, privilege and purpose at work with you on this podcast. Now, if you got value, please remember to share it with your networks. Please leave us a review. And as Cami said, please do remember to send us any questions that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast. And we'll see you next time. Next time. Bye.